Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RFK Refugees Podcast. Ted here, John here, here to talk. DC United, Washington Spirit. I don't think we got any U.S. men's. Well, maybe a little U.S. men's. We do. National team. We do. For a change. For a change. For a change. John is actually excited about the U.S. Oh, men's national team, ladies and gentlemen. I'm very. All it took was one Instagram video, and now I'm one, I'm waving one a giant flag. One Instagram video. You're an easy man to please. Let's yep. just say that. Uh, but yeah, U.S. women's national team, all soccer, all the time. Uh, John, how you doing, my friend? How was your weekend? Oh, it was nice because the weather was good. It felt like this the spring, and now tomorrow there's going to be wintery mix and snow flurries in Stafford. So, <laughs> uh, Virginia weather is stupid and bad, and I'm it, ready for spring. It is indeed stupid and bad. Uh, lots of conflicting weather. It was uh, really cold in the morning, and then got hot, and then it was 70s and all over the place. It's just another weekend working March fake summer. I think is what they call it. So. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, watch any, do you watch any soccer this weekend? Um, a little bit. I watched mostly the League of Max. I was busy in the mornings uh, refereeing because that is what I decided to do with my time. Uh, but try to make some extra money and enjoy the time. Uh, apparently, we're frozen on the stream from what I can tell. So It's working but, on Instagram. <laughs> but yeah, I can see that we're frozen on that stream. So uh, no reason for us to no reason for us to watch Atlas anymore. Yep, it's done. We can, we can just cash that out there and have... <laughs> we it's very distracting looking at our frozen our frozen video yeah, stream over especially here. my face my face just looks <laughs> <laughs> only instagram uh, gets the normal stuff right now anyway yeah. yes but yes uh luciano costa making the move official we can talk about that a little bit yes yeah, getting it. uh getting uh i think five hundred fifty thousand dollars. we're not sure yet i guess of the breakdown um, three, uh, it's i think it's 350 350-ish this year and 250-ish next year or something like that yeah, well, it's not not a not a bad haul, um, not a bad haul of money. Now they have to do something with that money, and that's the sort of important thing. Uh, DC United has really been um, sort of stacking uh, the allocation money. Um, presumably, maybe this is a TC Rodriguez money. Maybe this is plus some, plus some. Yeah, <laughs> more than enough for TT. Hopefully, somebody was talking about TT know. as it. He is not. He is not a designated player after he goes to Estudiantes, gets hurt, and doesn't play at all. Like that's not. He he has not improved his value. Fair, fair enough. I guess. I mean, I'd be curious to see. I'd be curious to see what I guess what his view would be. And we, and to be honest, I was expecting on the show to be talking about him, uh, but so far there's been nothing, uh, nothing that we can see. Uh, Golf has said he would hear in a few days. A few days has come and very much <laughs> went. So uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Uh, we'll, we'll stand by, I guess, on that. So, but uh, but yes, uh, how, John, I, I know you are somebody who has been a, a Lucho Acosta. It's true. Um, I, I contend the statement that, uh, Matt Doyle said on the extra time radio podcast, he had five good months in five years. Uh, and that is, you could do that for almost every player. You could do that for like, but the consistency was never there. It was never there. And when he got exposed, he could never really change his game. It took Wayne Rooney here coming here to really elevate his game. We'll see what happens. This is, I think this is a. A crucial prove it year because as an Atlas, he did not look good in Atlas. Now he's going to a team where he is going to be very much the focal point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm not convinced by him. I I, I am very much and, and and I talk about this on the tweet. Maybe it's the it's 2019 hurt a lot. I think there was a lot of expectation and just disappointment kind of kind of killed it for me. But I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced he's going to be the same player. We'll see. It's going to be. Uh, I will be watching their games with with Ernest. And I know he's going to drop like a hat trick on us. That's, that's yeah. going to happen. That's I'm going to bet works. on it. I am absolutely putting money on that <laughs> I, in the sports I, 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 I will bet. I will bet him to score when he plays DC. I think yep. that's that's going to happen. Yep. Um, I mean, there were lots of disappointing things about 2019. Not the not the least of which Wayne Rooney all of a sudden becoming a red card machine after getting like two in his career previously. I think he got three for DC United. Him leaving. In the middle of the season, or not in the middle of the season, but way before his contract, there was a lot of there was a lot of disappointing things. Wayne uh, Lucho does not stack up for me as one of the, being the top disappointing thing. But clearly, we know. I think we both have our, our axes in this perspective are well known to our listeners. I think, I, th- I think, I think they know what I think, and they know what you think about about yeah. Lucho. Um, but yeah, let's get in. Let's get off the the past. Let's bury the past. The past is now buried. We'll bring it up probably when they play Cincinnati again. Um, First week of DC United preseason, we got some actual, actual videos. Um, we got some actual content, so to speak. Uh, and I think we got a, a clip from Lasada we're going to play right now. So uh, fire it away, producer. 
I love it. Your body position is crucial. Your first touch, if it's always negative, that excellent ball to break lines from a centre-back, it's for nothing. The moment you, your first touch is good and you eliminate those three, four forwards, then you can only look forward. Feeling well? Coach, all yours. A little bit cooling down, stretching. Enjoy the sunshine. There you go. It's funny because Ted and I can't hear this, but the way that my monitors are situated, it looks like I'm looking over at the box watching it. So that was a, <laughs> an accidental cool thing. But yeah, if I remember how it went, we were both of us excited. I, I think we tweeted about it as it came out. We did a lot of emojis. Um, he is a good communicator, and his I think his enthusiasm is infectious. And it's also just cool to watch our team play again. Like It's, it's cool to get to watch the practice. It's cool to see them in Audi Field. Uh, there's lots of optimism. I would, you know, more 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 optimism than usual. But don't don't be scared. The DC United fan base is not actually optimistic or or pleasant or happy. <laughs> Let's not get carried away. But there's some people yeah. that are happier than than usual. Yeah, and I think I think it was so. You know, I try I tried to sort of think about you know previous times with, with Ben Olsen, and and I know we have defended Ben, and a lot of people say he didn't know tactics, he didn't know what he was doing. I, I, I am happy to see this type of content, and it seems like the team is realizing that they kind of have to sell this a little bit. They're really trying to lean in that, hey, we have a new identity, we have a new coach, we have a coach that's going to do different things out there. And I think that, I think that's the point of this video, and, I, and I, I love it. It's great, great content. It's content we have we don't usually get from this team nope. um, or haven't gotten for a long time. And we've gotten the player interviews, but this is like um, real content. I think you know he's talking about playing vertical turning trying to get forward um i think that's something that's uh that, that's that's really important and um and I'm, I'm very sort of happy to see the coach talk about that yeah i think that's uh i think there's a lot of conversation too about what the next piece of news is going to do to that formation and, and that uh sort of plan that he had uh steve bernbaum if you saw on social media uh had another surgery on his i think left ankle two to three months additional of the season so not just two to three months from now but Two to three months of the season, he's going to lose. Uh, there are lots of questions about what does that mean for a potential three center back system. Um, I think it means you probably don't do it. I think I think it means it leaves you entirely too uh, entirely too thin at the back. I think it's more likely. You know, he's talked now about he talked to us about it. He's talked in to the to to the team about it in interviews. Like he's not saying this is the formation I play, and I don't care if there are you know. No forwards on on the team. I'm going to play this exact formation. Um, I think he I think he adjusts and goes to something else and tries something else. Probably something that only requires two center backs. Yeah, I think what he said. He's he's been very very clear. Golf has sort of talked about how I think golf has kind of put words maybe in some mouths and it's, oh we, you know eventually we like to play a three five two. Maybe he's dropping it, but but I don't think we haven't heard. Oh, they're going to play a three five two this season. That's their goal. Right. Say, oh, eventually, maybe we want to get there, and then maybe eventually we do. But maybe it doesn't happen this year. Maybe he says, "No, I want to play," you know, a simple formation. I'd be curious. A lot of coaches do get caught up in trying to play to a certain style, and when it doesn't work, you see adjustment. Um, so I think that's always been the big thing about the the coaches that swim in MLS are the ones that come here with trying to play an identity. That identity doesn't work, and then they start to, you know, everybody talk. Caleb Porter, I think, is is chief among this. He came into MLS like, oh, I want to play this, you know. People that, oh, he's going to bring his Akron style to MLS, the famed Akron style. He he, uh, the the passing, the the style that gave us uh, that gave us Perry Kitchen, a lot of those players. Darling to Nagby, Darling to Nagby, yes, especially, um, and turned him into a powerhouse. He got here, and very quickly it was like, uh, this isn't going to work. I gotta rethink this. I gotta retool this. Um, and he did, and he won a championship with it. So, um, and he now he's won two uh, with Columbus. So, um, that is sort of the the, the testament. So, I, I think he's smart to say, "Look, I, I'm going to play what style fits my system." He knows that this is a a story club, a club that's hungry. He's managing expectations, but I don't think you're going to see him say sort of punt the year. I think he's going to try to put out the best competitive team that he can. Yeah, with the Dan, players he is available. Dan Butler says in the chat, regardless of the formation, isn't there something to be said? for his bias towards moving the ball forward. Yeah, I think that's the only his his the only stated consistency in his plans is I'm going to score goals. We the games are going to be exciting. So, whatever formation gets us that, he's going to do that. Um center well, I wanted to talk one thing about center backs and you know, 
Ted and I have tried to use Smarter Scout to uh, middling effect, I think. Uh, but if you saw that, if you saw the the, the the tweet earlier this week that uh, from the Smarter Scout account looked at Brent, Brendan Hines Ike, uh, his numbers are not very promising. Uh, they're they're sub MLS average. So again, so if you don't know the Smarter Scout site, what it does is it takes um, statistics from other leagues and and normalizes them for MLS so that you can get a better idea about how things play from other places into MLS. Uh, not very good at winning the ball in the air. Not very good at one-on-one. Not very good at movement off the ball. Really good at shooting <laughs> with a very <laughs> small sample size. Had a 99, which I think higher is better in these in these particular statistics. Uh, but overall, uh, was not a, not a super impressive um, showing. What does it mean? Could mean nothing. Uh, I mean, the data there helped. The data there, the reason why it's somewhat now more famous is that data there predicted that Wayne Rooney would be really good in MLS, and he was. Um, so... I, we'll see, but that just goes to think like, all right. So if we're down a center back, if the center back that we brought in is maybe not ma- magically already ready to be a starter and 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 does better than Briant uh, or Burnbaum when he's healthy, then you know maybe we do need to sign another center back, regardless of Burnbaum's health. Maybe the depth isn't done yet, and another veteran potentially would be somebody that we would want we would want to look at. I, I think I think they're going to try to. I think we will go into the season with the roster we have. I think, I, think um, I think this pushes De Shields up a little bit, maybe into a maybe an emergency spot. Um, I, I, I'm going to assume we're going to play a two center back um, pairing. Yeah. I, I think right now that that is the only way I can see it happen. I could be surprised, but I think right now you, you have to assume that um, with with Pines and uh, Heinz Ike kind of competing for that for that second starting spot. If we're really talking, if we're really talking, you know, competition right now. Um, other than I that, I, right. I think I, I do think Heinz Ike sort of plays into depth right now as as potential, and it seems like maybe the team was aware that things were not going well, and that's why they kind of got this move done pretty quickly. You know, we they said we don't have time for a project. Let's get somebody who's a little more experienced. Um, yeah, maybe his numbers aren't great in Belgium, um, but you know, you you never you know, and, and I think even a lot of these scouting apps say, hey, yeah, you can look at a player who's subpar in one league, but suddenly he comes home. He's in a country where he speaks the language. He's more comfortable. He's able to, to navigate around, and suddenly he's much more comfortable and he plays a lot better. Um, which which can happen with a lot of players. Yeah, uh, the intangibles the intangibles certainly have to be taken into account for, regardless of what the the data says in this one analysis. You're right. We'll, we'll we'll be curious to see. I'll be curious to see if we can watch games if we can watch the preseason games. Um, we'll, I will we'll be see. able to because I live in a place where that will not be a problem. But Ted, you never know. Yeah, I'm. I'm mm. <laughs> another another episode we can go off on how unbelievably stupid it is that they region lock preseason games and i i would love if i could figure out where that pol- i, I want to know no one i've i have wanted journalists investigate where the hell this policy came from who thought it was a smart idea and i want to talk to that person and ask them why they they do what they do good but i uh, ran over um, let's talk about fun things. We got home openers, home openers to announce, and we get we will have fans in the stands as of right now. Uh, things can change, obviously, with with COVID nineteen cases. Right now, things are on the downward trend, and uh, Bowser has given approval uh, for the team to uh, to do to have fans. Yes, two thousand uh, fans, five thousand fans for the Nationals, potentially two thousand fans for sure for DC United. Uh, that will be reassessed in April based on how things are going. Uh, so the question is going to be basically, you know, as the information comes out, there are season ticket holders who have been paying every month uh, for a year and some months who have seen no games. Um, I would hope that they get first crack. I would hope that they get, you know, I wouldn't, I mean, I don't know how many season ticket holders there are anymore now, uh, particularly now in this, a lot of people probably dropped off uh, after 2020 before 2021. So I don't know what that number looks like. I would bet it would be challenging for me to buy a ticket as a not as a former season yeah. ticket holder, but I mean they they've they've if they've stuck with this so far they definitely earned the right to make sure that they're in that they're in the stadium. Yeah, I I, I believe so, and I believe we'll see that. Um, I mean, I'm sure they're trying to figure out how to make that work. Um, and I'd be curious if the cap. I know when when the Richmond Kickers came back and they played some games in the summer, they had a thousand people cap. But that included everyone. That included players. That included right. staff. That included media. So in reality, it was like only like maybe 
800, 900 people were actually allowed. I'd be curious if that's like 2,000 people total, including everybody else. And then Probably. how much does that translate? My understanding, um, too, for all the other events, that that, that that number would include media. So ask me how I know. But I, they're, they're, they're being very, they're being very uh, uh, particular with how they're going to allocate those spots. As you see here on, on the screen... Uh, for those of you not watching, uh, we did a poll before the game, before this episode about uh, who would go to these games. Uh, and 50% of people said, about 50% of people said, they would go uh, as long as the price were just regular game prices and not sort of COVID, COVID scarce uh, price adjusted, which means much more inflated. I think it's about 30% uh, of people who would pay at any price. That would be me. Uh, that would be my category. And then 20% of people who would not go at all no matter what, which is fine um i particularly get that if you have not been vaccinated or you're you know plenty of reasons why you wouldn't want to go but uh folks i have news for you uh if these tickets are made available to the public they will not be the normal price <laughs> they will not they will not be your, your normal sticker price for an april game uh if you've looked at the price of spring training tickets to go see baseball to go see f- games that don't matter in arizona it's a lot it's a lot of money for for limited seating so just be prepared for that if you're ready to go just imagine you're using all the money you would have spent on tickets last year on 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 these tickets that's how I would put it <laughs> on one game maybe yeah maybe who knows maybe, maybe. secondary market's going to be lit on this by the way yeah <laughs> they I, know, I, oh, oh get ready scalping i think if sees there be probably some season ticket holders out there that they hey they got access to this ticket i wouldn't blame let's them see, let's see how much i get to it so um, i wouldn't blame them yeah, we'll we'll see how it's allocated between supporters. Who knows? I mean, this is all. I'm sure. I'm sure there is a group of people that is locked in trying to get this done. Um, what do we think? You know, obviously, there's a lot of you know unmitigated politics surrounding. Um, I've seen tweets from some people about the 2000. Oh, why why even bother? Um, I I think you know I went to kickers games last summer. I mm-hmm. went, I masked up. There was never a situation of an outbreak. Uh, it's a very different situation, very open stadium. Um, I can understand people being like, nope, I don't want to risk it. I don't want to do it. Aren't you glad Audi Field doesn't have a roof now? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's all part of the plan. Um, I mean, I think as long as it's handled properly, as long as people are distanced in the stands, open, you know, I, I, I think it's fine. And hopefully, you know, more people are getting vaccinated, more people are eligible for, vac- for vaccinations. Um, you know, I'm hearing, I'm seeing from from sort of the subjective eye test, you're seeing more and more people get vaccinated um, and yep. hearing more and more people, you know, get vaccinated. 75 more, million, 75 million Americans have gotten their first dose. Yeah, which is great, which is great. And hope in that hopefully that continues. Cases drop and maybe by July and August, um, I think I turned on the, the Pluto MLS channel and just watching like the they were showing games for 2019 and seeing like all these packed fans in the stands. And I'm like. Jeez, when's the last time? Like, it really felt like you were watching something from like almost a different era. It was really weird. It basically is. That's basically yeah. true. Uh, Dan Butler says, "I have season tickets. If I get access, maybe I can get Charlotte prices," which is a great uh, <laughs> seat license seat license joke. Um, yeah, I mean, so were, were you asking me like, do I think they should do this for two thousand seats? Yeah, basically. Uh, yes, I do. I think I, I don't know. I was listening to the Equalizer podcast. And there was something about like, what's the point of, of having it when there's only so many? Like, how how can that make an effect in the bottom line? Um, it, it's some dollars are certainly better than zero dollars. Uh, I would say that the people who were previously working at the stadium are certainly not on any sort of deal where they're getting uh, like they've not been furloughed where they're getting pay. These have probably been without pay for the amount of months. I'm not sure if their unemployment still going. Whatever the deal is there. So I think as long as it's done, obviously it has to be done in a safe way. They're 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 setting up procedures, which were uh, required to get the waiver. I think what they're going to have to do is give people uh, gate times, right? Like, so you've got a ticket. Your job is to be at the stadium x x amount of time early, especially um, at Audi Field. Yeah. Especially at Audi Field, with how I mean, we've seen how packed. If you've ever been to Audi Field, the the gate there is a limited number of gates and it can get packed very quickly. There's three entrances that you can go down. Um, <laughs> Gre- so. Gregory Gregory on Twitch right now is is uh, uh, is making me laugh really hard. Uh, he said, "Hello, monkeys paw." With my first wish, I wish for DC United to make a sensible decision about whether or not to have a roof. With my second wish, I wish for no NYCFC neo Nazis invading our stands when we play against them. And for my third wish, I wish for enough parking spaces for every fan attendance. <laughs> 
uh, all of those things will be true. Uh, there will be there will be no uh, visiting fans of any yeah. of any stripe, and certainly two thousand people will find uh, find a place to park for sure. That's <laughs> but yeah, probably, I, pro- probably can fit it that many on the streets. You and probably can. The, the whole area is going to look different. Apparently, like from what I've heard, is like everything is like basically been starting to be built up. I mean, they've had a year now. Sure. So from what I understand, things are very very different at Buzzer Point. So by the time everybody's let in, things are going to be. Um, crazy different so yeah i'm understanding there's a parking there's supposed to be a parking garage they're building that some some amount of those seats will be allocated to dc united uh uh, i don't know season ticket holders or whatever but uh yeah basically the the podcast is like what's the point i don't think it'll make a difference it will make a difference both in a bottom line because some is better than none and also for these people who maybe have been vaccinated or 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 whatever that could go and that this is going to be safe in general and like you said there have not been in the united states any large super spreader events tied to public outdoor sporting events hasn't happened yet uh, and if we're going to go by data then you have to go by data and this is something that they're going to do the world the world it's one of those things too like you know if, to make a broader point it's all sort of opening up now is it is it too soon in some places probably it might it might be the the dosage the doses are not getting out everybody wants a shot and needs a shot can't get a shot and that's not good however i think that there's a I think it's I think that the door has been open wide enough that people are like, all right, well, now now we're in the place where there's an end in sight. And it's, it now feels more like a calculated risk versus a jump into the unknown where we could we could really fall into the abyss. That's what it sort of feels like. And I think businesses and cities and mayors who are elected by the business community and all, like they, they've got to make decisions that everybody can start eating and feeding themselves and opening up things again. It's just, it's a real, it's a real challenge that I'm glad I'm not an elected official, but I think yeah. that we're going to see more and more and more of this stuff happening, opening, um, whether we like it or not, it's hap- It's going to happen. There's, there, there's smart, smart ways to open, which we've seen some states do. And then there are very states that are handling it very stupidly for a number of reasons. Right. And um, not, not to get into politics on who's doing what, but I mean, there is, the stories are coming out about certain states that are opening wide open. Oh, we're wide open now. And, you know, then people think, oh, that means I can go in and do whatever I want. And they're saying, oh, no, no, no businesses can. And, you know, it's it's causing issues. So uh, I think right now, D.C., Virginia, Maryland mostly appear to be doing smart things uh, as far as opening, not opening wide open, but controlled opening Figuring out, you know, how many facilities, working with health officials. And that's the most important thing. Working with scientists, working with health officials, yep. making sure that you are being epidemiologists, whatever you have to do, make sure you're doing it smartly. Um, and, you know, also leaving an option for people to say no and and allowing them to to get, you know, financial financial money back for things they spent. Um, I still have money for a co- tickets for a concert. I don't know if I'll ever get to see again um, <laughs> oh, yeah. that I that I got last June. So we'll see. Can you imagine that in a few months we're never going to have to talk about coronavirus as it relates to, to mls and dc united <laughs> oh man i'm looking forward to i that. can't even i can't yeah. even conceive of it it's been it's been it's been a thing for a third of the the time of our show has been existing we've been talking Span, about this. it's spanning two seasons now basically it's of insane yeah so what's with that spirit let's let's move on from it uh, as well on this show uh but uh, before we move on from the new york city fc game which by the way we will have guests on ahead of time to talk about the talk about the game. Uh, so always we have our, our Thursday show that we'll have a preview, an ex- extensive preview of that game and probably the season ahead of time. But if you'll also notice here to my left, uh, there is a we're doing a lot eight virtual tailgate, uh, sort of a opportunity for people to get together uh, and drink and say hello and talk to each other about this team something we're not going to get a chance to really do. I think even with 3,000 people or 2,000 people, there's probably not going to be a, an official tailgate that you can go to. So this is the best you can do for now. Uh, we're going to have we're going to have the details released, but basically the idea is it's going to be a Zoom. Uh, you can come talk to us. We're going to talk to you. We're going to drink. We're going to talk about the game that's going, that's going to happen later that night. And then we'll also do basically a, a live preview show. We're going to try to have some guests. We're going to try to have some folks uh, that you want to hear from. Uh, and then we'll go watch the game together so, or not together on the zoom but just like you know we'll all do it <laughs> uh so so go to rfkrefugees.com slash tailgate if that sounds like something that interests you uh, we'll have more and more details as we get close we'll have probably a list of who's going to join us and i don't know how it's going to go we've never done anything like this uh yeah well we think it'll go pretty well we hope we hope that you'll join us and we hope that you'll have a good time breaking new territory on rfk refugees is what we do yeah we, 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 we live 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 t- live uh, live broadcasting without a net 
similar to us. I think it's, you know, about a year on from our it's a year and a couple weeks on from our uh, our live show at Audi Field last year during the home opener. So this is this is the best that we can do under circumstances. So join us. Yep. Join us. Have some fun. Uh, you get to be on the show. We'll probably bring some people onto the show to talk, preview the game, talk about the team. Hopefully we got some great players to talk about, and I'm sure we'll we'll have a we'll have a good time, regardless of the result. Uh, fun, exciting times with DC. Yep. All right. Not to um <laughs> an abrupt uh, abrupt 180 in tone. <laughs> yes. Um uh, we got an update. I guess um I guess on Pariola and everything is we going to the Black Players Council um released a tweet. Um, I John, have it if you don't have it. Do you have yeah, it? Yeah, I don't have it up at the moment. You I, I got to go it. ahead and read it. I got go it. Um uh, BPC has been made aware of the tweet sent by Paul Ariola from 2012. BPC doesn't stand for this type of rhetoric, but understands the age of the tweets may not reflect Paul's current worldview. The management DC United has arranged for Paul to speak with his teammates about his comments and recent public statement of apology. BPC board members and Paul's BPC teammates will be in attendance at that meeting and will brief the black player pool on the dynamics of that team meeting. So I think that's Bill and Chris based on last year. I think Bill is a member of the board, and I believe that uh, Chris is involved as well. So um, I think I think that's great. I think it's I think it's some accountability. I think there's opportunity to have that conversation first before sort of drawing any sort of long term conclusions. And I think it's I think it's I think it's promising. I think it's good that he's still that you know there's there's still it's not resolved, right? I think there still needs to have some conversations need to be had, and that's what's going to happen. Uh, and then I think that they'll probably have some, I would imagine there's some report outs from this. So I think you'll probably hear about this again, sort of where, where the organization is and what Paul wants to do uh, going forward to, to work uh, both with that organization and just in general in the community to sort of um, solidify his, his, his beliefs and what he, what he actually thinks. But I just wanted to share that. I think it's, I think it's a good, I think it's a good statement. I think it's, I think it's productive and I think it allows for space for him to, um, you know, be, have been better than his, his former self. I think that's, yeah. I think that's important and good. Yeah. I, I think that's all good. And I, I think it's important, you know, they're, they're leaving the door open basically, you know, they're not slamming the door shut. They're leaving the door open for him to, you know, they're they're This isn't about, you know, the, what some people would define as cancel culture. This is no, we understand that, you know, this is not maybe what he thinks now. So we're going to have a discussion and, and we're going to, we're opening to, we're opening to open to listening and, and, and he he uh, he needs to be open to listening to us too. So and and that hopefully that resolves. You know, hopefully he makes steps. Yep. And that's the important thing. So Paul having a rough go of it, also not playing for Swansea right now. Uh, yep. I have cursed him by buying three Swansea jerseys and selling two of them. <laughs> he is he is injured with a thigh injury, I believe, is the deal. Um. So, uh, we'll we'll see we'll see how that goes. Oh, it's a groin. Uh, Producer Brian tells me I have the wrong part of the leg. Uh, it's a, it's a groin injury. Either way, he has not been featuring even before his injury. He was a 15 to 20 minute sub kind of guy looking very strongly like a may return for Paul. Uh, uh, so good news and bad news, right? You almost at this point, I I almost, I'm almost like I, I was for this move because I think, you know, Hey, put him in the shop window. He's talked about going to Europe. He's talking about this, not being his final place. Let's see what he can do. And, and let's, let's see. If maybe, you know, maybe there's a move, an opportunity for DC to make some money at this point. I'm like, this his I, value has gone down this window. <laughs> yeah, I would I would almost I would almost be saying maybe, you know, he's holding out for maybe he gets that one shot or one opportunity. I would almost be like, you know what? Let's just let's end this loan. Let me go home. Let me get back. I got a new coach. I, I got to get on the fields. You know, he should. I think you're right. I, I think that's what he should do. That would be his best long term move. But I, I think he I, wants to stick it out. Well, I think so. I think right now. I think right now he might stick it out. I would, I would place, I, if I was a betting man and I am a betting man because I can bet. <laughs> That's <now>. right. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second too. Go ahead. Yeah. But um, if I was, a, if I was willing to place a bet, I would say I would put maybe about 50% chance by April 1st, 2nd or 3rd. If he has not got, if his playing time has not increased at Swansea, they end the, end the loan based on mutual agreement and he goes back to, to DC. And gets a couple weeks to, to get up to speed. Um, he's already, you know, basically had match experience. So he'll technically be a step ahead. And I think that's his opportunity maybe to get the best foot forward heading into the MLS season. Um, I think that could be a possibility at this point. Yeah. Uh, based on Gun- how things are going. Gunner Boy in the chat says bring Paul back. I think Ted's right. I think that, that, is, that would be the best 
thing for him in a number of ways. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, right now I'm okay with it because I'm like, okay, he's getting full-time training. Maybe he gets a appearance here and there. So he's getting match fitness yep. for the MLS season. As long as he stays healthy. Um, Not I, 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 I find it, I, I find it kind of interesting. All the attention was on Paul and Jordan Morris and Daryl Dige's out here lighting it up. For, I was about to bring him up. I was about to bring him up from a player who's definitely not coming back. Daryl DK for oh, yeah. Barnsley, right? Yeah. Was yeah, it a ten million a ten million offer for him came in apparently and Orlando City turned it down, which causes me to doubt. I, I don't know. If 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 I'm an MLS owner and someone comes and offers me ten million for Daryl D, maybe they're like, Yeah, we'll think about it. And that's like turning it down, but I don't know. I, I would maybe they're thinking he continues, maybe they can get a higher offer. Um I don't know, man. I, I think you take advantage of like a really great run of form. Yeah, I I, I mean, uh, ask ask DC United about that and other players over the, over time. Like if you hey. if you got a player in a in a purple patch, as they say, like he's scoring goals for fun, just get rid of him now and then recoup your losses. You you he was a draft pick. He cost you nothing to to develop. He cost you nothing in assets to get. Cash it. That's my not my team. So therefore, it's a lot yeah. easier for me to say <laughs> move him. I I mean, I will say ten million dollars is like getting a nineteen on a blackjack table and then and then saying no, I'll hit. Give me yeah. another hit. Yeah, I'm going to get it too. <laughs> so maybe they get that too. I think that's kind of the, the, the risk they're taking with this, but, um, but we'll see. It's, it's good to see that he, he's, he's a university of Virginia player. I have a soft spot for UVA. So I'm happy to see. Yes. He went to Orlando. See Orlando fans. I can be, I can be, I can like some of your players. I can do it. It's possible. I can, and I can want them to be sold from you and to not yeah. be happy about. So we, we we've changed roles now. Uh, speaking of making bets and and hitting on hitting on nineteen, uh, I think if show show uh, listeners will remember how I made money last week betting against Liverpool uh, with a Fulham win. <laughs> uh, Ted, let's talk. Let's talk about your betting strategy today. What happened? Uh, no, no, let's not. Do I do it? No, let's, we can we can we can. I don't want to. I don't want you know. I don't want to seem. Okay, yes, I, I placed some money against Liverpool today, and and I did it from the fact that I am so sick of watching this team. This is called an emotional they, hedge, folks. This, that, this, is, this is what this is called. That if they lose, I make some money. So I'm like, okay, well, that stings the bet. And if they win, well, then they won. So I, I, I did place a little bit of bet. You made it work, Ted. I believe you you made them win. So I can't lose. I can't you, lose. You, you, that's right. You could only win today. Except for I, I have the same strategy with the bracket competitions with VCU. I always like, oh, yeah? I predicted them to get to the first round and then get knocked out. Cause I was like, if they, if they do like get that, you know, Hey, it's a bracket. Who cares? So by um, the way, uh, if any of you are, are fan, this is, this is my, uh, my soccer slash betting uh, spinoff podcast. If any of you are fan duel folks, uh, heading into the tournament and wanting some money, they do, uh, they do a thing where they, uh, everybody who bets, they move the line further and further and they're doing a college game right now. I think the lines that like uh, the team has to not lose by 110 points and you get free money up to 50 bucks. Uh, so anytime they do that, anytime they set up the uh, uh, move the line, throw the max in, get free money. I am I 30 percent of my free time is playing on FanDuel now because I don't have anywhere <laughs> to go or see games. So I'm I'm really into it. So that's that's been your mini your mini betting podcast inside of Arky Refugees. Uh, people who have been involved in filling out the things we've asked them to fill out. Uh, we wanted to congrat congratulate the contest winners, uh, Lauren, who won the Washington Spirit giveaway. She won a Washington Spirit jersey, uh, and Matt, who won a RFK Refugees prize pack, because the man did not want the video game; he wanted the, the much better uh, and sentimental uh, component of RFK Refugees things. So, thank you guys, thank you all for filling that out. Thank you for entering that entering the uh, Spirit uh, giveaway. There's another giveaway we're going to do next week. So stay tuned for that. It'll probably be the same URL, which is rfkrefugees.com slash giveaway. Uh, but we'll update that for you. So be on the lookout for that. But thanks also uh, to everyone for for trying to win. We'll, we'll, uh, <laughs> the, the rule that I'm just making up on the show is you can't win one twice. So Matt and Lauren, you're out. Uh, everybody else, you're still in. So I uh, hope you get lucky next time. Yep. Yep. I think you're getting, yep. Everybody filled it out, who filled out the surveys, who entered the contest. You guys are awesome. It makes us want to keep doing things. So anytime you enter, hey, you, you, you are entering with the chance to not only win, but to keep, keep us doing these types of things. Cause if no one entered, we wouldn't, we wouldn't do it. Right. Speaking of Washington Spirit, uh, they played against IMG Academy and spanked him again. Was it five, six, nothing? I believe that is correct. Uh, unfortunately, Ashley Hatch did not do as I, uh, requested, which was another hat trick. So kind of upset about that. 
everybody else did though. Uh, Bailey Feist looking awesome, uh, which is I you know Jason of uh, of of Plex Weather has been putting her forward now as uh, as the player to watch. I've been saying that for a while, but my bona fides are nowhere near his from the spirit perspective. So we'll say that he did it, and I was just also around it. But Bailey Feist is my player. Uh, if I get another personalized jersey, if I put another a hex on somebody to replace my Rose Lavelle uh, jersey that I didn't get to ever wear while she was actually on the team, I will get a Bailey Feist jersey, and she will, I don't know, hopefully it, hopefully do well <laughs> and not they, leave. They had an interview with Rose Lavelle during the um... – uh, during I think the Premier League game today, so that was interesting. I, I didn't get a chance to I had to watch it on silent because I was busy doing work, but um, I did see her pop up. So the the spirit continue to play sort of cupcake games for a while because the requirements for uh, the teams to play them is they have to get double uh, double negative tests for everybody on the team, uh, isolate for like one to two weeks before playing them. So it's hard to find. It's also in college season. So it's very hard to find uh, teams that they can play. I think they play Orlando. They're going to play Orlando at some point before the, the season. Uh, but the the opener for it's still so far away. I think it's still almost a month away before they play their first game in the Challenge Cup. So they're going to go insane uh, practicing. I think they were doing like a skills challenge all day today, like like dribbling contest. So they're they're already running out of ways <laughs> to uh, to fill their days, and it's uh, they got thirty left. So Richie's going to be spinning the wheel on what what fun things to do for the next thirty days. Yeah, I think it's uh, we'll see. We'll see how they look coming out. Um, I think it is positive. I think I've seen some other teams play some college teams and, you know, maybe they're not starting everybody. So maybe it's a little different, but um, it is it, it's encouraging. You, you can only play what's in front of you. And if you're beating what's in front of you pretty badly, you start to get a little excited. So right. This, and the spirit have been playing their first choice 11 for each of these games, at least to start. Uh, and then actually, there's a question from uh, before the show from at DCU Gunnar says, uh, one would think that Kelly O'Hara will almost certainly be the starting right back for the spirit to come the start of the season. What do you think this means for Tori Houston, who had made that position her own, a move back to midfield, or has she lost her position as a starter? Uh, it does mean a move back to midfield. So uh, originally, the, before the season started, that was already sort of laid out uh, in, in interviews that uh, Houston would be moving back to play defensive midfield. Uh, the challenge is, I mean, that that's a position of strength for them, right? I mean, that's that's where that's where Andy plays. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also Emily Sonnet will play up there occasionally. The intention is that she's supposed to play center back. Kelly's supposed to play right back. Um, who, who's to say? The, the, the good thing is this team is extraordinarily depth in some positions. And all of the positions at which there's a national team player, they're they're deep. They've got they've got other options. So um, and, and, and that's a that's a good problem yes. to have, especially because theoretically the Olympics are coming up. Uh, that normally would have been last year, but it's this year now. So being deep in a position where you have national team players is pretty good. And it, it does seem like it really does seem like I've I have loved what the spirit have done. They have looked at it not from a ticket sale. They could have held on to Rose and they could have said, oh, we'll keep Rose. You know, yeah, she might not play a whole lot for us, but they're like, no, we want to win. And I think it's a recognition that what sells you in the D.C. market is a winner and winning games and going out to win games. And yeah. Roosevelt's a fantastic player. I'm not speaking anything against her, but when you have such restrictions that were placed on her where she only was able to play one or two games, you know, or three or four or five games a season, doesn't matter if you can get two, three other players that, you know, add up to her value that can give you more time, that's worth it. And I think that's what we're seeing the spirit do. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if you can, I don't know if even two or three players necessarily well, two or three players can replace the value that she had for the spirit, but maybe not necessarily the value that she would have operating at her peak, but we really never saw that. So yeah. in that, in that way, I, I do like Houston as a, as a defensive midfielder because uh, I, I think back to when Andy got hurt in the challenge cup and Megan Daughtry Howard came in and I, there was another player who I was no longer with the team played uh, defensive midfielder and the drop off was pretty steep and Houston is more competent in that position. And she had played that, uh, extensively in the past. So it's good from that perspective. It's, it's really good to have, have her there sort of a Swiss army knife in the defense, even though she's been an, an integral part for the team for so, so long, but, uh, the spirit are also picked to, I saw this, I was listening to the equalizer podcast this week. They are predicted to be by both Jeff Kasuf and the other person whose name, I cannot remember her name right now, um, on the podcast, predicted that the spirit would, would win the East bracket uh, in the challenge cup and potentially play Portland in the final. 
That's yeah. their, that was their, and I think that's, I think that's right. It's not even, for me, it's not even like a stretch. Like, it's not even like, oh, I can't believe we're, we're being seen this way. Like, I, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's based on the roster and last year. I think that's a, I think that's a reasonable assumption. And, and you're seeing a team that is sort of, uh, that it appears to be building on what they do each and every time. They were pretty good in the, in the challenge cup. They made, you know, the next round. I think they got eliminated, um, in the semis. In the semis. So, you know, then they build on that in the sort of, I guess they had sort of the, the games they played. I don't know what they called it. The fall it. series was the fall series. Play. There we go. Thank you. And it was like, it was like games they just played and didn't really have. And they, and they finished pretty close to the top. So you see sort of a building trend with them um, that I think is, that I think is important. Um, I want to drop a bit of news, uh, DC related. Uh, Austin, and this is taught by Stephen Golf, so I appreciate him. Austin Cowsey. Uh, Cal- uh, uh, son of former MLS goalkeeper Jeff Cal, uh, it's Causey actually. Sorry, I do remember Jeff Causey, longtime DC goalkeeper back in the early days. Is now a preseason trial with Third Flight Richmond Kickers. So cool little DC history that if you follow the Richmond Kickers, you'll get to see uh, Jeff's son play for the team. So that was cool. That was cool. John has no response. That's cool. I, 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 it is cool. He's a trialist. He may not make the team. So <laughs> he may not. He may not. But so hopefully, you go I see him at the preseason. He, he he's he's behind. I think uh, I think he's behind a couple players in, in that in that starting spot. So um, now we got our player of the week, which we're doing right now. Say uh, part two. Part two of our. It's like better know a district. It's our better know a <laughs> potential player at DC United series. Yep, uh, we're gonna do Donovan Pines this week. He had uh, 15 starts, 16 appearances, 15 starts in uh, in 2020. Look at Three this goals. picture. Look at this. Look at this picture from Javi over here. This is a, <laughs> this is a fly picture from the uh, from the jersey reveal. I just want to point that out. Javi or Javi is a uh, is a great. I, I was thinking earlier this week. I was like, man, I would wouldn't it be cool if we get him to shoot like our promo pictures for our, for our podcast? But now I'm just putting that on the world. This is this is me doing the secret where Javi is gonna uh, shoot some cool pictures of us. This is. Go ahead, continue. Sorry, Donovan. Yes, uh, Donovan Pines, uh, three goals. I guess would we call would we call last year? Yes, the team was bad. Would we call this a breakout season or a no? Uh, a season I, of progress. Yeah, he I think that's that, that, that's probably a good way to put it. He, he he progressed. He turned from a maybe he's you know a part of this team to okay he's a part of this team. Is he a starter? He's competing for that spot week in mm-hmm. and week out. And that's important. And that's important to have. That's that's what you want. At, at the bare minimum, when you sign these academy players, you want them out there competing for spots. And I think that's what Pines is is right now. Uh, so I think I think it's an important year for him in 2021. Birnbaum's out right now till June, July. He's been named to the U.S. U23 national team for uh, for uh, for Olympic qualifying. So he's trying. He has an opportunity at that tournament to try to uh, make the Olympics for the first time since 2004 for the U.S. men's team, um, and to get a chance to go play and play in Japan uh, and make that team. So uh, this is a very important year for him, I think, in that regard. Um, I think he was what what we learned about him. He was really good in the air. Uh, made some great defensive plays. He is eight feet tall, so it is good that he's good in the air. <laughs> it's very good that he's good in the air. It's not hard, I guess. Not as hard to be good in the air when you're that tall. Um, there were moments. There's always about one moment every game where he would make a mistake or there was some sort of play that would lead to a, a, a big chance or an opportunity. Uh, so he needs to sort of – his important thing, is, I think, in 2021 is sort of ironing out that game. Uh, taking all the good things he does and, and limit the mistakes. And, you know, if we think about other sort of young, promising players we've had, Bill Hamid comes to mind. Bill Hamid, every, you know, 10th game or so, he was due for some stupid mistake. Uh, as great as the moment was in 2012, that came after he got sent off for a red card. Uh, you know, and I think he had another moment too, where he like went out knees and, and just there were these little memory, little lapses in sort of his game. Um, and, and those types of things carried with him. And there were people, even when he had completely ironed it out, I would read previews of DC. Oh, Bill Hamid, great shot stop. Error prone. Error prone. And I'm like, yeah, two years ago, but right. not right now. Um, so it's the same thing with with, uh, with with Donovan Pines. Can he evolve past that sort of the, that error proneness? Um, and as I think, uh, John, you wrote this, uh, will it be crucial to be helm? Uh, 
to potentially potentially play himself and start. But maybe that was me. I actually don't remember writing. That was not me. I did not write that. <laughs> uh, but I, I think I was. I, I've been critical of of Donovan Pines as far as those mistakes. Probably, you know, the the biggest challenge about learning on the job is when your job, uh, if your job almost your if your mistakes almost immediately result in a goal, it's very hard to hide. Uh, so goalie, so Bill Hamid's mistakes usually accounted for goals or red cards, and Donovan Pines' as uh, goofs had the same effect. So you're it's it's unfortunate where you are not given a lot of leeway from some people, say podcasters who are being a little bit jerky about it, uh, to make those mistakes and to learn. In hindsight, in a year in which this team was likely not going anywhere to begin with, it was almost perfect for for, for those mistakes to happen. Um, again, this year, I don't think we're expecting to win a MLS Cup. I think that if he's competing to start and he is winning those spots uh, over a healthy competition, it's an overall good thing. And if he's playing because there's hurt players like there is now, then that's okay. Like this is obviously where we we have said now num- numerous times that our expectations are to get into the playoffs. And that's that's about that's what I think that's maybe maybe win a game depending on how things go on our but we're not talking about the, uh, a championship caliber team. So there are, there is space for a player like Donovan Pines to continue to get better. You have to see what he's going to be fully. I think it was said in the comments that when his range of passing improves, uh, he'll be better. I think his passing is okay. I think literally it's when the ball is at his feet, uh, when there's a decision to clear or not clear. Uh, things just happen. And it's not like, it's just like weird lapses of technique that result in mistakes. But And, and, and those things, I mean, those things are notoriously hard to develop for defenders, for goalkeepers. It was the same thing with Bill. When do you come out? You know, when do you come out and challenge for the ball? Maybe you don't do it when the guy's 25 feet from goal and going the complete opposite direction that you come in and try to and try to make a play. Um, you know, those are things that you, you have to learn and develop over the game. I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, uh, Hernan Lasada talked a lot about the young players and, and he brought up Donovan Pines as a young player. So how his role in sort of developing him and sort of his ability to be to be a defender. Um, I think if he can if he can master being able to sort of play out of the back, that's going to serve him well in the national team. That's going to serve him well at D.C. And it's going to serve him well in an MLS that values that type of that type of build out play. So, um yeah, you, you can't teach you can't teach being good in the air. You can't teach being big. Uh, that's the being tall thing is a real big benefit for a defensive or a defense, defensive player. There are, I mean, you can be big and not athletic and not do well. There are players that have played for DC United in recent years where uh, that was the case. Uh, but Donovan Pines has an opportunity, like you said, to to fix the little the little problems that remain, and then and then become you know a starter here as long as he wants to be right. Yeah, like. Steve Steve Birnbaum is is not going to play here forever. Other than him, we're we're looking at players that are either on loan or are thirty four years old and maybe looking to play one more year. There's there's not a lot of depth there, so we need him. The team needs him to get it figured out and to be ready to go uh, next year. Probably, I would say. It's I think that's that's where they would like him to be. They would like him to by the end of the year have one one of the center back spots and not give it up. And that's just what it is. I think that's what they're looking for this year out of him. Prediction on who starts on opening day. Is it Heinz Ike or is it, or is it going to be Donovan Pines? Pines. No, I take it back. It'll be Heinz Ike. It'll Uh, be Heinz Ike. I I think so too. Losada brought him here for a reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the fact is that he imagines him as a player that could start with the right scheme and coach and that's what he would he would view himself to be that so assuming health assuming all other things i i think that's probably right that this is probably a player this is what i'm going to be watching this i guess preseason time he'll he'll get some opportunities in preseason if he shows well in that in those preseason games then yeah maybe we're having a different conversation but right now it's hindsight based on pedigree and where he's coming from and it's 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 but it's i would argue it's a close competition between the two and I would say Donovan Pine certainly has the ability, certainly has the the wherewithal to over to overtake and and, and reserve Heinzike to the bench. Uh, but we'll see, we'll see. But yeah, that's uh, our player of the week. If you have any thoughts or ideas on players, feel free to drop right. them in the comments. Send there are only us. so many of them, so we yeah. will potentially get to all of them. Who knows? We know how long we'll keep doing this. Uh, uh, yeah, we're, we're we're not we're not going to get to all of them. I don't think also we, we'll probably we stop once week. the games start because then yeah. we'll have so much stuff. Uh, Ryan Johnson has asked about Heinz Ike. Is he a left center back or right center back? Both. He is both. He's played both uh, uh, in, in Belgium. 
Uh, so we'll see what she is intended to be here. I think he I think he played more games at right center back, if I remember the smarter scout statistics. So, yeah, the smarter scout seemed to indicate it was he was a right center back. Um, so and he seemed to be they said I think they indicated he was a little more effective there than a left center. Back, a little so. bit more. But both those numbers were apparently below a most average. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. I, I'm hoping I'm hoping for him to confound uh, I, 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 that we, we need him to actually. So, yes, the team the team is. uh the team is actually on its way. <laughs> I was laughing. All the all the people on Instagram, all the players on Instagram were posting from the bus. Like they all had to take like a basically like a, a charter bus down to Cary, North Carolina and played Uno. Like <laughs> it's like it was very much like a school like a school field trip vibe. Lots of young lots of young kids uh, on, on the bus going down to going down to Cary, Cary North Carolina. They're going to play as a Greensville SC. John, uh, is that who it is? Well, I think they're playing Greenville Triumph. Are they playing Greenville? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or they're playing John Hark's team, whatever team that. Whatever yeah, that's team Greenville. That's Greenville. That's who they're USL playing. League One. So that's on Saturday. So so let's hope for a, let's for hope a for a win. Yeah, let's hope for a win that we can watch and then a game game tape that we can break down. All even though it's will be shot with a with an iPhone from the top of the the bleachers probably, but that's okay. We'll still we'll still yeah, we'll still talk play, about it. Why, why not play Richmond, man? And just. Play it at at Cary at the at the stadium, and then I will like sneak over there. You can do that for the Loudon game. There's going to be a home and away series for Loudon and Richmond. That's that's, that's the true. RFK that's refugees true. civil war, <laughs> brother against brother. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, do we have anything else we want to add on to the add on to the show, or do we want to go ahead? And I think that's up? curtains for a show. Uh, we've got a second week of preseason coming up, so we'll have a game this weekend theoretically to talk about. Um, and I think spirit play again. So we're, we're, we're moving through the parts of preseason where we're actually going to have games to talk about. Not yet games that matter, but uh, we can start to figure out. I haven't seen Andy Nahar in any of these pictures yet and any of the training pictures. And I'm I, I saw him. one. I did, did see he? one. I saw one training right, picture. With so Andy for Nahar. proof, he is there was, for sure. It was sure. posted on the Bar Bravo Facebook group. So I did see that. So proof, right. he, he is indeed there. I'll be curious to watch him play too. I'll be, I'll be excited to watch him play. John, we didn't even get to talk about, you kind of, kind of snuck past it. Your, your, your newfound love of the U S men's national. Oh, team. how did I forget? Yeah. yeah, We forgot about that. Yeah. Eunice Musa declared a, 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 a U.S. national team player after it's weird that we can beat, I think it was. I want to make sure that I'm getting. He was had multiple nationality options to choose from. Uh, Ghana was one. England was one. Italy. So he, there was <laughs> U.S., Ghana, Italy, and England. He could have chose from, and he chose the United States. He's born here, so I think he feels an a- actual affinity um, for for the United States. But oh, he's born here on vacation. <laughs> Even better, the yeah. best kind of anchor baby to use the pejorative. We'll take it. It's all, it's all, it's all been a political thing for a while. But we are going to take national team players. Any, 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 uh, you know, athletically inclined parents who are thinking about where to go for childbirth, if they want to come, but we have very good hospitals. Maybe <laughs> not right now. Maybe like in six months, twelve months. Come, come on down. Do a little medical tourism, and then uh, you know, seventeen years down the line, we maybe we can maybe we see a striker out of it. I don't know. Yeah. So you know, I think it's sort of. It sort of underlays getting him, I think, is amazing because he's being pursued by all these countries. We have talked about five, four or five years ago, the mess that was U.S. soccer in recruiting players. And they were, for lack of a better word, very arrogant about it. It was like, either you want, do you want to play with us? Uh, no. OK, fine. Whatever. There was no active recruitment. There was no. Jonathan hey, Gonzalez keep- comes to mind. Yeah, Jonathan Gonzalez comes to mind. Now, now, to be fair, some of those players never really – very few of them have actually really panned out. I think mm-hmm. there's maybe one who's getting who's getting some regular opportunities. Um, but what you see from U.S. soccer, what you see from Greg Berhalter is actively going out and saying, yeah, we want you. Going to their sh- – just showing up at their professional matches and watching them play. Like showing an interest, doing the bare minimum and basic things, and you can get players that way. Because you're showing interest. You're showing like, hey, you want to be a part of it. Um, you know, I think for anybody getting any young player who's playing in Europe right now, uh, this this is a going to be a very young team. So I think it, it's got to be attractive for a lot of players. You're not fighting with an established veteran. You're fighting with guys who are your age or maybe a little bit older. But, you know, maybe th- there is not a set lineup here. You know, getting him in kind of throws a little bit of a wrench and maybe some other players. We're seeing players who are major parts of 2018. Paul Ariola being one of them. Um, as great as I think he is, 
Uh, he there are younger players now that are pushing him, and this is a a, a interesting time for the U.S. men's team. Um, there's a lot of structural issues right now I have with with U.S. soccer and and certain things that have happened. Uh, but watching this team is is going to be a lot of fun, I think, to to watch, and they already have started to be a lot of fun. Um, so it's 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 going to be once we start getting some real games, World Cup qualifying. Hopefully, they qualify for the Olympics. I think that's going to be a critical thing. Uh, for for this team, they haven't done it since 2004. If you can believe it, it's crazy. Um, <laughs> or maybe it's 2008. I, I know it's been a while since we qualified for the Olympics. So I I think that's gonna be fun. That's coming up in March too. That's all gonna be on FS1. Uh, and they're in the same group with Mexico, which might seem like a bad thing, but it's actually a good thing because we avoid them. That's a good uh, point. Qualify. That's a good point. You know, we wouldn't see them again till the to the semis of the finals probably. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. The uh, yeah. I I'm, I'm overall excited. I've been turned off for a while. Uh, I think that it's actually you brought up Ariel being sort of a senior, like a senior player on the team. I think he's like 26. Um, I feel like the players who are 16 to, to 24, whatever, should absolutely be pushing themselves to go play in Europe. I think 26 and up players that are sort of like on our last cycle, maybe those are the good ones to come down MLS. So Paul, unless it's about, unless it's about the money and want to get your good, your good, your big contract out there, come stay here. I think the young kids got to go like the the Weston McKinney's. The uh, Pulisic, the, all of the players who are excelling in Europe, it's very good that they've that they jumped it early, jumped 16, 17, 18, uh, and, and and got an opportunity to show on a big stage, and and all of them have you know all of them have done. I feel like it's you can't swing a stick in a league right now on the continent without finding a player that's uh, every week starter. That's an and that's an American player, and that's not the case always. It it has taken a while, but you're starting to see you're starting to see a pipeline develop. You're starting to see, and, and I have, I, I recently returned to refereeing, um, refereeing soccer. Richmond, if you don't know, has the Jefferson cup, huge, huge, uh, tournament teams from all over Maryland, South Carolina, North Carolina. This year has been weird with COVID. There've been I think, teams that have had to drop out. Um, but you see a huge number of teams, the level of coaching I have seen, even on some of the lower brackets, which is kind of where I'm starting is, so much better. I am seeing kids learning how to pass out of the back, make one, two touch passing. When I refereed four or five years ago, was not seeing any of that. Um, I, I think there is a dramatic shift in coaching that I am seeing sort of on the ground level. And I'm very, and there's still the, the occasional teams and coaches that kick the ball long, do other things, but I am seeing more and more players learning how to play the right way. Coaches not concerned with results, concerned with how we play, how we pass, how we move. Um, and, and that is incredibly encouraging to see for me. It's 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 a much better thing. That's my diatribe. I, I don't think this is the end. I think the 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 lost generation we talk about in 2018, sort of the gap between Paul Ariola and, and Josie Altador is 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 going to be a thing. Not that it can't come back, but I think it's going right now. I'm not seeing any signs that it's going to return. I think we're slowly seeing from the, from a grassroots level on up a, a learning of lessons from, from us soccer. And there was a lot of talk about how has us soccer learned. I think they're starting to learn. I think, I think it's been a process and I think 2018 may have been sort of a necessary evil to get that sort of started. Uh, and I think we're starting to see the fruits sort of start to be bared of, of that from MLS academies, from, from your everyday teams. Um, so that's my, that's my little diatribe there. So I, the I think more USMNT talk than has ever been on this podcast. <laughs> and I apologize for those watching. If you notice me looking down, it was me looking at the last six bets that I've placed that I lost all of them in a row. So I was just, uh, the, the, the betting podcast spinoff is not happening. I'm not going to do it. You know, I, I just think it's important. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people out there that criticize U.S. soccer, that criticize MLS, that criticize everything. Oh, we don't do it the way Europe does. And you know, if you actually get down there on the grass, I think a lot of these people don't get down there. If you get down there, go watch a youth game. You look where it was. It's not perfect, but if you look at where it was five, six years ago, it's it's a different game out there. Um, and, and that's it's exciting for me to see. Um, and I think there's a lot of changes that have that have done that have caused that. So Ted Meyer, American exceptionalist. That's, uh, that's, that's what we can draw from this. <laughs> no, evening. let's not. Let's not go there. I'm just I you know, I'm just this is just again, I'm very small sample size. I understand that maybe every maybe I'm only seeing the, the highest of the high. But I but I, I've seen a difference in, in some of these elite sort of elite, elite level tournaments. Um, 
and a great and a great Instagram video that has me hyped. So that's really all that matters. In the end of this, I was, saw a video and I was like, "Oh, cool! Yeah, all right, I'll, I'll, I care again." It was a cool video. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, I think that's it. We're gonna wrap up the show. patreoncom refugees. We're on Instagram, Facebook, twittercom refugees. Johnny, anything you want to drop or plug that I forget? Because I always forget. No, man. Just uh, make sure you are. Uh, make sure you sign up to do this uh, tailgate, which is, I believe, yes. rfkrefugees.com slash tailgate. I think. Pretty sure that's right. Uh, make sure you sign up to that, and we're gonna send emails out to everyone who signs up to that, who allows us to, uh, with more details, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yep. So. Yeah. The opt-in option to receive emails on that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it should be a fun time. Season's getting closer. Um, I was gonna put up how many days we have till the season starts, and I am unfortunately did not. So um, some amount of days, some amount of days, some amount. Right. We're not gonna do the math on the go. All right. Well, uh, I thanks. think it's like thirty-four. Maybe. Yeah, some something like that. All right. Well, thank you all so so much for listening, and we will catch you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.